you know what? We're going to be in Matthew chapter 25, but I'm going to kind of paraphrase what's happening with this story and, uh, and kind of go through the verses I go along. Amen? That's what we're going to do. We're still in our series, I Was Broke, Now I'm Not. All right? We're still in that. In this series, we're talking about God's Word and what His Word teaches us about money and stewardship. Amen? This is not here to entertain you. This, this Word and that we've been bringing forth that makes you don't walk around here broke. Amen? How many people want to be broke? You want to be broke? All right, good. Y'all listening. You said it. Look, at you had an attitude and everything. Amen. I like that. I like that. She was mad. No! All right. All right. We got you. So we want to be prosperous. And God said he sent Jesus to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. Amen? And so what we need to understand as Christians is the root of all evil is not money. It's the love of money. And I would say sometimes the root of evil is the lack of money, amen, because nobody robbing you if they got money. And so we want to make sure that we're walking in prosperity because that's what God wants us to walk in. Why? The more prosperous you are, the more your voice is magnified because people are drawn to people that have something, right? People are drawn to something to have something. See, it's, it's, some, it's some truth. Oh, I hate saying this name so bad, but it's more them than anybody in 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 Newport News. But cowboy fans, it's some real. I had to pray. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me for that. Now, you raise your. Oh, you were up in the say, you like, you raise your hand like, yeah. He, he said, God, he watching Redskins. Oh, he crazy. You come to church two more weeks in a row so we can get you saved. <laughs> I didn't know what he was doing. I was with you. But no, seriously, though. No. See, so, so a lot of times there's some, there's some diehard fans like, like him. He a diehard fan. He stood up. I thought he was like praising the cowboy, but he want me to see. He ain't got no Jesus shirt, but he got a, 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 a Rossi and Red. You know, you the commanders now. We got to get you a new. We, we, yeah, you, you got the racist shirt on. But anyway, let me get into my sermon. I'm sorry. I'm trying to preach. That's why you got to read the scripture first. I'm going to read the scripture. I ain't going to never not read the scripture first ever again. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. So, so, so God wants us to be, to, to be prosperous because people don't jump on bandwagons if they ain't going nowhere, right? And God doesn't care about when people jump on the bandwagon as long as they get on and stay on. Come on, somebody. Why, why would I want to come to church if everybody at church broke? Why would I want to come to church if everybody at church sick all the time? Why would I want to come to church if every time, I, every time I see church folk, they got more problems than me? Now, we all have problems, but at the end of the day, if I go to church and they are more defeated than me, why would I go? God says he blesses you for his name's sake. Why? Because when you look good, he looks good. Right? I'm not saying if you broke, you a sinner, but I'm saying you're not walking in the promises God has promised you. God said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. I made you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, the lender and not the borrower. I bless you in the valley and bless you in the field. I bless you when you're coming and bless you when you're going. I give you a good measure, blessing, pressed down, shaking together and running over. He said, I want to bless you. I will not withhold any good and perfect gift from you. He wants you to be blessed. So stop walking around here acting like God's will is for you to be broke. Anyway, let me get into my sermon. That was a word from our sponsors. 
We talked about the important fact that God owns it all and answered the question, what truly happens when we give? Today, we're going to be talking about the money God entrusts us to manage in a message titled, What's the Story of Your Money? All right, because your money got a story to it. Like I told you before, if you show me your bank account, I can show you your holy side and I can show you your vice side. Huh? Huh? I, I can look at what you're spending your money on and know where your heart is. Right? Because where your money is, where your treasure is, that's where your heart going to be. And where your heart is, that's where your money going to be. If you don't like Sister Girl, you ain't going to buy that lace front for her. But if you do, see, we will walk through a story that Jesus told during his ministry, a story found in Matthew 25, 14 through 30. I'm just going to summarize the story for now, and then we'll examine the individual scriptures and verses as we go along because I want to teach us how to be better stewards of what God has given us. Remember what a steward is. A steward is a person that's in charge of somebody else's money. If I'm a bank teller at, at, at Wells Fargo, right? If I'm a bank teller, well, let me say, if I'm a bank teller at First Advantage, because Sister Kim would get mad if I don't say, if I don't say something about First Advantage. So, so if I'm a bank teller at First Advantage, and I got $100 in my account, and I withdraw a million, I'm going to jail. Why? Because that's not my money. I'm a steward of someone else's money. And that's what we have to learn about God's money. Whatever God tells us to do with the money, that's what we have to do because it's not our money, it's his money. And when you learn how to do with his money what he wants you to, to, to do, you know he'll trust you with more money. Come on, somebody. If I get you to invest $1,000 for me and I come back with $100, I ain't giving you no more. But if I give you $1,000, you come back with $2,000 back, I might give you $4,000 invest for me. Why? Because you showed me you could do something good with what I gave you, but I would not give you more if you don't do good with it. And in fact, if you bring me back in a worse situation, I'm not going to give you anything else again. Let's go through the summary. Matthew 25, 14 through 30 talks about an owner. He was going away for a while, right? In his absence, he entrusted his possession to three different servants. He gave one of the servants five talents, another one two talents, and he gave uh, one talent to the other servant. The servant who received five and two talents doubled their money. The servant with one talent buried his. It went well for those, the two who doubled the money. It didn't go so well for the one that buried the money. All right? It is interesting that Jesus used money to explain a principle. Remember, we learned that God talks about prosperity more than anything else in the Bible. And for those first-time visitors, I don't talk about money all the time, but we are in a series uh, about money because I don't want you to have the lack of money. I want you to have an abundance of money. And a lot of times, we as preachers always say, give, give, give. But I want to teach you how to get an abundance because you can't give if you don't have an abundance. And God wants you to give out of your overflow. And I want you to do well because I do well. And when I see you in the hallway, I don't need you asking me to borrow money. I need you already to have your own money. Right? I'm, just, I'm not trying to be funny, but what I'm saying is God wants to bless you. Why aren't we walking in what God wants us to have? Come on, somebody. If your mama said when you turn 16, right, even if you're 17 now, if you, if you, if you turn, when you turn 16, your mama said she's going to give you a car when you want it. 
You remind her once. If she told you when you were 12, you remember. Right? Mama, you said you're going to buy me a car, right? So why don't we remind God what he promised us? Remind him of what he promised you, but you got to do what it is he told you to do. Because your mama, anytime you do something wrong, she's going to always say, mm-hmm, want me to buy a car. <laughs> she's going to throw that shell on you every time you do something contrary to what she wants, right? Well, God not going to be shady like your mama. He ain't going to be passive aggressive. He ain't going to say nothing. He just won't give you the good measure blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over. You're not cursed with a curse, but the problem is you won't be blessed with the blessing. Remember what we talked about with spades? When somebody be at, be at five and they got eight books and you, and you only get three points for them extra three books when you could have had 30 more points, you sandbagging because you're not walking in the blessing God had gave you in your hand. God has given you some cards in your hand. I need you to walk in your prosperity, but you have to do with it what he says. Oh, my God. See, he used money. He did because he knew that we all have to deal with money and that ensured that each person would understand the story. This leads to our first point today. The first one is we all have to deal with money, whether you have it or not, right? You have to deal with money. Many people are intimidated by money. It causes them to be stressed out when anyone speaks about money. It's like they're hearing Charlie Brown's teacher, wah, 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 wah. It makes no sense to them. It frustrates them, and it is exhausting for them to think about it. When a wise financial person speaks of money, it is like hearing and attempting to answer this question. If you were in a canoe with four flat tires paddling down the middle of a cornfield, how many pancakes would it take to cover the doghouse? If you were in a canoe with four flat tires paddling down the middle of a cornfield, how many pancakes would it take to cover a doghouse? It's an answer, too. The answer is it doesn't matter because a chicken doesn't eat ice cream anyway. Right? You get it? <laughs> Riddle. Right. You get it? Let me go over it again. But for many people, talking about money is the same as talking about canoes with four flat tires in a cornfield. The questions and answers make no sense. But regardless of our feelings about money, we all have to deal with it. Thankfully, God has provided all the wisdom we need about this topic in the Bible. Huh? You know how you try to put that little dresser together and then you don't read the instructions, that the little structure with the pictures and everything on it, and all of a sudden the little brown side is on the in, outside, inside instead of outside, and you done flipped it around because you didn't read the instructions, and then you go back and read the instructions and get it right? You know how you, you put your little baby bicycle together when they got a, 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 a happy birthday and you put it together in the little easy bake oven? You hook up the little game. You, you know how you do all You read the instructions. Even for something that simple, a little paperback uh, chesser drawer, if you sit on it, it's going to fall down. But it'll hold the books, right? But it's so simple. But you read the instructions. Why don't you read the Bible for your instructions? Why are you more concerned about putting an easy bake oven together, a chesser drawer, some dresser drawers, 
Some stuff Pottery Barn should have put together for you anyway. Well, you just can't bring it together. I paid for it. I'm just saying, right? But what I'm saying is we'll read those instructions but won't read the instruction manual called the Bible when it comes to our life and our finances. See, in this series we talked about the fact that we ought to honor God with our first fruits of everything he provides for us, right? Frankly, that is where many churches stop talking about money. We teach give, 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 and God will bless you. And that's true. But can I tell you something? God still retains ownership of the rest of the money. Not just what you gave. What you give the new beast grove is God's, and what you keep is still God's. So you have to do it whatever God says. Has God ever told you to bless your enemy before? Ooh, y'all said that reluctantly, but true. Right? And, but, but when you gave to them, God blessed you. For those who are obedient, because some of y'all said, yeah, he told me to, but I ain't do it. You have to learn how to do with your money and your substance what God tells you to do so you can walk in abundance. Remember I told you, I stopped doing real estate for eight years because he told me not to do it. I was mad. I fussed about it to y'all for eight years. God won't let me say I'm not real estate. I was mad. But then I finally been quiet, be quiet, was quiet. Then he told me in 2020 over my real estate company, and boom, prosperity. Making more money here than I made in Atlanta. So Gladys, I ain't coming right now. I'm going to see you later. <laughs> I wanted to go home to Gladys every day when I went, you know. But God, when you begin to give God back what is his. See, when you give your Isaac up, he'll bless you. You know what's so funny? Some of us ain't even gave about Ishmael. For y'all who don't go to church, that's the blessing that really wasn't a blessing anyway. Some of us, it's hard for us to give up Isaac because we won't even give up Ishmael. When you learn how to give to God what he asked for, he'll give it back to you, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. If I give a piece of paper to Picasso, he's going to give that piece of paper back to me better than I gave it to him because he's going to draw something that's worth a lot of money. So you got to learn how to give God what he asked for because he's like Picasso in your life and he'll paint a story in your abundance in your financial life that you won't even have room to receive it. He'll give you a blessing you won't have room to receive. You will just want to bless people. See, I want to tell you, as the leader of this church, I want to equip you to win with everything God has blessed you with through your giving and through the godly management of the rest. See, some of us give right to God, but then we waste other money. We get money for he ain't told us to give to. You know God told you to stop giving Ray Ray that money. You know Ray Ray ain't doing nothing but going to buy some Jack Daniels. But because you've been knowing Ray Ray for so long, you still get Ray Ray that, and you know God told you not to give it to him. Stop planting your seeds in bad ground. Plant your seeds where God tells you to plant your seeds. Right? It'll be foolish of me to go outside and plant apple seeds outside on that parking lot, wouldn't it? It'll be foolish. I need to go find some good ground. Some of us are planting our seeds into foolishness, knowing it's nothing but concrete and thorny ground, and God didn't ever tell us to plant it there anyhow. Your family sometimes. Ooh, well, I think you better cut it. Huh? 
Look at Abraham. Remember Abraham? He told Abraham, go to a land that I will show you. Leave your family behind. And what the Bible say? And Lot went with him. Didn't God just say leave everybody? Then he took Lot with him and almost lost all of his blessing because he was hard-headed and took somebody he didn't know how to let go who was not equally yoked with him, who was... Uh, I'm teaching y'all today because some of y'all need to sever some relationship that ain't doing you no good. See, I got to turn that going I'm coming down. I ain't trying to get too hot. <laughs> I was about to go ahead and I said, oh, the turn that held me back like a shock collar. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> uh, see, I firmly believe in this. You can do exactly what God has put you on earth to do, regardless of your income potential. But we must follow his word in the management of the stewardship of everything he's provided. And he has provided everything we need, which brings us to our second point. Number two, God has blessed each of us. Even if you don't feel blessed. Some people mad because you only got two pairs of shoes. Some people don't have none. God has given you some measure of blessing. Let me read this scripture for you because this is going to help your life. This right here is going to help your life. Matthew 25, 14, and 15, you're going to read this scripture like you've never read it before. And some of y'all have it. But again, it would be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one, he gave five talents of money, Right? To another, he gave two, and to another, one talent. And I used to be like, man, God, that ain't fair. You gave one five and one two, but look at this. Read this with me. But listen, listen to what it says. He said he gave another one a, a one talent, and he said, look, each according to his what? Say it again. Each according to his ability. Then he went on the journey, on his journey. Did you see that? He gives you increase based on your ability to handle money. So if you don't know how to budget your money, if every time you get money, you go to the slot machine, and even if you hit $2,000, you keep pulling till you don't have no money. He gives you, he gave them blessing based on their ability. So how do I get more money from God? Show him I know how to manage it better. Show him I do with the money what he says. If I give you instruction to do something and you don't do it the way I ask you, why would I ask you to do something else? I don't care about your way. I want it done my way. God doesn't care about your way. He wants it his way. And see, some of y'all don't know how to submit to God because you don't know how to submit to nobody in headship no way. I don't submit to nobody but God. Only thing I submit to is God. You ain't submitted to God either. Because he said, how can you say you love me and you don't see me and don't love the neighbor you see? Right? So let's take it another further. How can you say you submitted to me if you don't, and you can't see me if you're not submitted to the headship you see? 
How can you say you submitted to God if he is the minister of music and you don't submit to him? How can you say you submitted to God if you singing and want to do what you want to do and not listen to him? If you ain't submitting to him, I can tell you, you ain't submitting to God because God put him there in authority. Right? I'm just using y'all for an example because y'all ain't sensitive. I usually use y'all as an example because it really was the truth, but this time just an example. <laughs> but seriously, what God <laughs> wants you to do is to learn to do what he wants you to do. Look at this. Look at this. Increase your ability. God's way and seek wisdom. Seek his way. Proverbs 15, 22 says this. Plans fail for lack of counsel. But with many advisors, they succeed. When I started getting into real estate investment, I didn't just go out there and start doing it by myself. I started finding people that made money. I didn't go find folk that didn't make money. Why would I go ask somebody who failed 30 times? Now, if you failed one time and succeeded 29, we good. But I began to go find people that counsel. When I started pastoring, I went to find people that could help counsel me. You understand? Now I'm running for office, I go to find somebody that could counsel me and show me what it is I need to do. Oh, let me read this in verse Matthew 25, 16 through 18. See, this is the whole thing before I get into this, before I leave this. Some of us don't have anything because we're not humble enough to ask somebody for advice. It was funny, Michael Jordan, Emmett, uh, Emmett Smith um, asked Michael Jordan to help him, to mentor him when it came to business because he saw, you know, Michael Jordan was a billionaire, so he wanted to make money. And then, so Emmett Smith said, hey, man, so why, how, if I need help, how can I get help from you? What, what, like, I want to I wanna be able to do what you do. He said, didn't I just help you now? He, he said, yeah. He said, what did you have to do? He said, ask. He said, exactly. All you got to do is ask. The thing about it is some of us are so prideful that we don't want to ask anybody for help. You got to learn how to get counsel votes. See, I'm not going to just give you. See, a lot of times we just try to be so spiritual. But I was having to figure, eight. Hey, no. Sometimes you just need to do some practical stuff. And you need to learn how to do some practical things. If you want to make money, if you want to do real estate, if you want to do, if you want to do a financial brokerage, if, if you want to do whatever it is you need to want to do, find somebody in that field that's successful and get some advice for them because when there's much counsel, there's safety. But when you don't plan and you don't have advisors, it fails. Matthew 25, 16 through 18 says, the man who had received the five talents went at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more, but the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Question, right? Over the past year, how have you done with what God gave you to manage? Did you give your first fruits? Did you yield profit with the rest? Question, one year from now, how do you want your answer to be different, right? See, an acquaintance of mine, <laughs> this is a true story, Brother Joe Sangal, you know, he the one who wrote, uh, who, who wrote the book, I Was Broke and Now I'm Not. Look, a family, he's, a family was struggling with their finances and asked Joe to provide financial um, coaching for them, right? He arrived to help the family of four, two parents and two teenage children. As they worked through the preparation of a budget, Joe asked the family how much they planned to spend on groceries this month. 
They said $150. Joe said, uh, believe me, he misunderstood the question. Clarify, I didn't mean per week uh, or per person. I, I, I meant how much are you planning to spend for your entire family for four people for an entire month? 150, they responded. We're hoping to reduce it to 100. Whoa. Okay. After hearing this, 150 was put into the budget with a warning to the family that they were going to be really skinny if they lived on this budget. Right? The family continued to work with Joe to enter the rest of their expenses into the budget, and they came to the goats. Goats, Joe asked? Yes. We belong to an agricultural organization known as 4-H, and we have goats. Every day, we drive 45 minutes each way twice each day to feed the goats. The, fam the family responded. How much for the goats each month, Joe asked? 400, they responded. The number was entered into the budget, and immediately the budget was overspent. After reviewing the budget, Joe exuberantly shared, you can win with your money. But we are in the negative. How is that possible? They responded. Joe answered, when the next time you supposed to go feed the goats? The family said, this afternoon. Joe said, oh, that's incredible. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to drive over to the goats and kill them and eat them. And you solved your goat out-goat problem and your grocery problem at the same time. <laughs> the family stared at him in shock. They never invited him back. Right? But let me tell you something. It would have worked, right? You driving 45 minutes down and 45 minutes back, you feeding some goats. I mean, I eat curry goat. I done been to Jamaican restaurants. I, I might not kill it myself. I might call somebody else over there, you know. But he said, if you do that, but, but some of us might say, dude, that makes no sense. We don't have any goats. Yeah, you do. You got some goats. Yeah, come on. If you just admit it, you got some goats. I, 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 you ain't got to get your nails done every week. Men, don't get in trouble. Just blink. I can see you. I can see you. Don't, don't get in trouble. I ain't going to get in trouble. Just, just smile and get mad. Don't take it off. <laughs> huh? You don't have to get your hair done every week. Right? You don't have to go out with the boys every week, right? Now, if you got it like that, fine. But what I'm saying is some goats in our lives that we need to kill. Stop spending money that we can't afford. Why are you going to buy bins? No, you can't afford nothing but a hundred. Sometimes it's practical things we need to do. I don't have no money. I don't have no money. But you keep buying all this furniture and you hungry. You got a bed and a sofa and a kitchen table. Stop buying all this stuff to go on your walls. You don't need it right now if you don't have the money. Well, we just in case they have company. They don't have none for them. <laughs> Take a selfie by the wall with the picture and put that up there. And be like, I don't want to show everybody my house. Hashtag private balling or something. You know what I'm saying? Stop trying to impress people. 
Right? Some people say they got to get the dick. Ah, I need to get delivered from alcohol. I need to get delivered from this and that. If you get delivered from people, your life would be all right. Because a lot of us are living beyond our means because we're trying to impress some lady, impress some man, impress somebody who would never be impressed. Who cares what people think? Get your life together so you can walk in abundance. And we can learn how to be disciplined. Now, God will give you money in the future. He blesses you by the ability you have. When God gave me money and I didn't have but, but, a, but a few ducats and I, I had been teaching for three years and been doing real estate for three years, I started my real estate company in my living room. Why? Because it was the biggest room and I could write off more of my taxes. I didn't care. They didn't have all this. I bought my MLS system and I worked from my table because I didn't have money for an office. But I didn't try to look like I was balling. I was making money, and I didn't have all that overhead. Stop trying to look. See, see, some of y'all losing because you want to look like you winning the game all in the beginning. You still winning. This is not a sprint. This ain't Usain Bolt. This is a marathon. You trying to look like you got everything together, the sandwich, the cookies, and the chips, and the juice, and the little pickle that Jason Daly gave me. <laughs> People say, fake it, you can make it. No, you better do what you need to do until you make it and save your money and only put money. <sighs> Let me get out of here. I'm, I'm, I'm... All right, well, you telling me the priest, go home and kill a goat, not your husband, not your wife, not your kids. <laughs> not your dog, not nothing, anything breathing, okay? But what I <laughs> Huh? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, just, just learn. You got to be practical. Because he said, you faithful over a few things, I'll make you rule over many things. So if you're not faithful over that little bitty $5, why would he give you $100? Oh. So look, God owns it all. Our giving and the management of the rest, and he cares greatly about what we do with it. This leads me to the third point. We will be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Look at 2519. After a long time, see, after a long time, you kept spending money wrong, but after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled the accounts with them. Just as in the story, there will be a time when our master will return and settle the accounts with us. We will be asked, what did you do with my son, Jesus? And what did you do with what I gave you? Let me tell you this. I'm, I'm going to break this down. I'm going to get out of here. As we look at this story, we can see three categories of people. All right, I want you to determine what category you fit in. It's just talk to yourself. We ain't talking to just talk to yourself. First of all, number first category, those who have managed well. That's the third, that's the first one. Those who have managed well. Let's look at 25, Matthew 25, 20 through 23. It says, the man who had received the five talents brought the other five, <clears throat> right? Master, he said, you entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents 
also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come share in your master's happiness. These two servants went at once and doubled the money they were entrusted with. Hopefully that is your story. You have managed what God has given you according to his word, and you've done well. What am I saying? If God gave you $10, he don't expect you to spend the whole $10 on Snicker bars and lemonade and whatever. He expects you to take that $10 and make $20. Right? The problem with people is that we get money and spend it all and don't invest it. Don't save it. Don't put it to work. I, do you want to work for the rest of your life sweating? No. Don't, don't count me. I ain't really. I'm just turning it. Got me. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> you, you, you want your money to work for you. I want to be sitting at home and be making money, which I do sometimes. You want to have people working for you. Right? So get your money to work for you and stop spending every last dime of it. You got to learn time to God, pay yourself, and figure out what you need to invest in to make more money. The problem is you're trying to wait till you get a lot of money before you invest, but you got to do it with little money. When I first had enough money to put some stuff together to buy a house, that's what I did. I didn't buy just houses with cash like I do now. I need to get a loan. I need to scrape up enough money to have the down payment, but I started with little and then God made it a lot. The problem is, what are you doing with your little? Right? Do not despise small beginnings. When you learn how to use a little bit, God will make it a lot. Let me, let me, I'm telling you. Number, number look at this. I'm going to go A, B, C, D on this one. If, if this is you, that's incredible. I challenge you to do three things. A, or number one, thank God. Thank him every single day for providing his word and being true to it. Come on, somebody. When you know how you did people accolades, they'll do more for you. You can get more stuff with honey, they say, right, than bitterness. You got to learn how to be nice to God and let God know how much you appreciate him. God, I thank you for what you gave me today. I know I don't have the car I want, but at least I'm not walking. At least I don't have to call Uber every day. At least I ain't got to call a yellow cab. God, I thank you in the name of Jesus. No, I don't like my supervisor, but at least I get a check. You got to learn how to thank him. And when you begin to come in his gates with thanksgiving, he'll give you more. Have you ever got somebody something and they ain't appreciate what you got them? Ooh, I'm just going to leave it at that. That's all. That's my point. Think about God. He gave you way more than you gave that joker. B, tell others. Tell others. Have you noticed we live in a world that is desperate for biblical financial wisdom and biblical wisdom for that matter, period? You are living a living witness to what God has done for you. Share it with your children, your grandchildren, your friends, co-workers, and anyone who will listen. 
Anybody who will listen, begin to tell them. It, what did Paul say? If I'm a boast, boast on the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Tell them how good God has done for you. You know why God want to give you a good measure of blessing, press down, shaking together, and running over so you can brag on him and bring people to the kingdom. Can I tell you something? More people come to the kingdom because they see you walking around here blessed. They're coming to you because you're sharing your testimony. They're coming to you because you say, I used to be an alcoholic, but God cleaned me up. When they start sending success stories in your life, they begin to get drawn to God because they want to know how in the world you got out of this. How in the world you, you living like this? How in the world you at the same job I got and you walking around here with more joy than me? How in the world that you, your money lasts longer than mine and we get the same check? Tell him my God is the great multiplier. I give him what he asked for and he give it back to me, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Can I tell you something? Stop thinking mediocrity. Stop thinking mediocre. You need to start walking in abundance and know that God. Remember, remember this? Remember, 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 I told y'all when we when we had the um uh the March Gospel Man that we got going on, and everybody kept asking me, is Jamal Bryant really coming? Is, is Bishop, is Bishop uh, Morton really coming? Is Edu really coming? Yeah. But you know what it is? They don't expect nothing from themselves, so they don't expect nothing from me either. They don't expect themselves to be able to do it, so they don't expect you. Can I tell you something? Stop letting people's small minds define who you are. Because people that tell you what you can't do because they can't do it. And you let them know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, you better watch out. Maybe I don't have money. Maybe my credit jacked up like yours. But my God said that he will not withhold any good blessing for me. And he told me to open this business with my jacked up credit. And I believe he's going to give me oil just like he gave it to the widow lady. He'll give me a good measure of blessing. Press down, check it together, and run over. Why? Because I'm his child and he wants me to walk in abundance. Stop trying to prove stuff to people. Just keep walking and do what God tells you to do and your life will prove it for them. The same folk that will never help us run to help us now and say, I don't call them. I called you for 10 years. I just got tired. But God's still going to bless whether you help or not. See, that's the whole thing. God has a vision that's bigger than you, but you got to let him bring the people that's supposed to come. See, stop trying to pick and choose who come. Just start doing it, and when God leads you to ask somebody, ask them. If they say, no, who cares? Dust, your, dust the, the, the dust off your feet and keep going because God will bring you in the connection to who needs to be connected to you. You keep trying to orchestrate it yourself. Lord, have mercy. You got to share it. See, or see, or number three, guard yourself. It can be so easy to put your trust in stuff. See, you got to keep a humble mind. When God begins to bless you, you got to know God did it. 
I don't go around here acting like I did all this myself. Ooh, Max, we're really doing it because I'm so smart. Oh, I know how to do all this. Oh, I'm the man. Oh, no. It's because I did what God told me to do, so he saw it fit to bless me. Why? Man does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. Stop trying to take God's glory. God blesses you when he, when he sees that you give him the glory. God says, no one will steal my glory. And when you start saying it was God who did it for me, if it was not for God on my side, I don't know where I would be. He's the author and finisher of my faith. He began this good work and he shall finish it. See, and when you really start giving it to God, you won't worry about your enemies. I ain't got time to worry about my enemies. Talk to the hand. I ain't got time. In fact, come on, enemy, you know why? Because the Bible says he prepared a place for me in the presence of my enemy. So I need you in this story anyway because you're the prerequisite to my blessing because nobody hates on anybody that's not going anywhere. So the minute God starts shifting in your life, haters going to come out of nowhere and you just say, bring the gray poupon. I don't want no regular mustard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read me a ribeye. I don't want that little flat steak at Waffle House. Huh? <laughs> anyway, let me get out of here, man. Shande de babosa. Woo! See, you got to learn how to trust in the provider more than the provision. See, when God can trust you to trust him more than the blessing. See, see, sometimes you may get tempted. That's why I'm saying guard yourself, not from your enemies. God's going to handle your enemies. You got to guard yourself from yourself. When he starts giving you that good measure, blessing, press down, shaking together and running over, and you start walking like this, no, baby, keep yourself humble. And understand that it's God. It's the word that he spoke about you. That's why you're walking in wealth, not because of your own power. The Bible says he is the one that gives you the power to obtain wealth. All right? The second category person in this story, the second category is those who manage poorly. That is the case with the one who buried the talent. Let's pick up the story in, in Matthew 25, 24 through 30. Then the man who had received the one talent came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. See, some of y'all think your boss mean because your boss want what they want. Jesus ain't playing. This is Jesus. Jesus said, you could, if you knew I sold, that's what they hired you for, to make them more money. Huh? Don't get mad because they're making more money than you. Go do what they do and hire somebody to do your job. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus was like, this, this, oh my God, you got to think like a G. This is how you got to think. He said, you should at least took it to the bank. I gave you the money to do work with it. I didn't give you money to not make me more money. 
I didn't give you this position so I can stay in the same place. If you can't help me be prosperous, I got to cut you. Business owners, I'm talking to you. You keep trying to bring your friend in because she's your friend. I tell my friend, you don't want to work for me. I done fired my own brother before. Sorry if you're listening. I ain't playing. It's business. It's business. Mom, I know you was mad, but we good now. Everybody good. This is the sermon she listened to. You know, I wish I would have got 8 o'clock in. I would have said at 8 o'clock and not said at 11. But see, he says this. You knew I did it. Why you didn't do it? Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so I could have at least got a return and received some interest. Take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents. For everyone who has, who, who has will, uh, who, who has, will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside. This Jesus. Into darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now I may fire you, but I ain't did all that. Right? Harsh words spoken by Jesus. This man shares feelings that most of us have felt about money. Fear. He was afraid. And the punishment seems really harsh. At the wall, he returned what was given to him. But God wants us to use what he gave us and bring more. I, he said, I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And through this covenant, everybody will be, be, will be blessed. Well, how can everybody be blessed if you still walking with the same amount of blessing he gave you? If you don't learn how to multiply, what? Huh? If you don't learn how to multiply, what? He said, I'll take what the little has and I'll give it to somebody else and give them a good measure of blessing. Why? Because apparently they trust me and they're doing exactly what I told them to do with the money. You know, they ain't write down the whole story. I ain't want to read the whole story and it's written in this short form in the Bible. It's more detailed, I'm sure. He gave them instructions before he left. That's why he mad. He told him exactly what he needed to do with the money and he said, I need you to make money and this man went and buried it in the sand and came back with the same amount of money. Why would I give you that money if you weren't going to bring me more back? That's how God is talking about us. He gave you a measure of blessing. And whatever he gave you, he wants you to do with it what, you sh- what he tells you to do with it and walk in prosperity. You know what your problem is? You think the only person called in here is me. See, everybody ain't called to preach, but everybody called to do something in the kingdom that God has assigned to you to do. And the reason why you think you can get off of it is because you might not be called to preach a pastor, but you called to do something. And whatever God has blessed you with, he gave you a talent to make money, and he said your gift would make room for you and bring people to you. And when you begin to bring that room, he wants you to invest your money and make more money so you can help people when he tells you to help. Why? Because you his steward. It ain't your money. You keep thinking it's your money. I know you forgot. I had to remind you. As I look, yeah, baby, it ain't your bottle either. It ain't yours. It's God's bottle. As I looked at this, after I looked at this story, though, I realized that there's a third category of people that aren't included at all. 
In fact, it represents the majority of the people in our country. Category three, those who are missing from the story. They have spent everything God has given them and financed even more. Ooh. Think about it. The third man kept what was given to him, but nearly 70% of people live paycheck to paycheck, broke to broke, and struggling. If we were to write them into the story, it would read, I know you gave me one talent. I spent it. Then I financed several other things. I need a loan to pay that back. That's how people operate. If this is you, you might be telling, I'm so broke jokes. I'm so broke, I got a Kentucky Fried Chicken, I got to lick other people's fingers. Huh? I'm so broke, somebody come to my house, they ring the, they ring the doorbell, I got to say ding dong. Right? But let me tell you some not so funny, I'm so broke jokes. Statements in this category, I'm so broke, I took my giving dollars and instead financed a truck with it, I have to catch the bus now because I got it taken away. Ain't funny. Other stuff might not have been funny either, but this really ain't funny. I'm so broke, I spend more than I make each month and use my Visa card to catch up the slack. These are not funny. And I want you to know as a church that you can be free. That's why we're teaching this series. I'm passionate about helping you fund God's plan and vision for your life. See, I wonder which category each of us are in, though. If you're in the second or third category, my challenge is for you to be a part of the story and move toward the first category, those who have managed well. You can do this. See, let's finish the final point today. Number four, we can be financially free, right? We can be financially free. I used to get loans on houses. I see them, I get loans because I like leverage other people's money, but a lot of times I don't have to get a loan. Why? Because God has blessed me because I do what he say. Sometimes I buy a house because God say buy a house because I'm supposed to help that person move over here. And I'm like, ugh. I'd be so happy when somebody else come get it. But I do what God tells me to do. That's why he gives me money. He blesses me because he can trust me to do what he wants me to do with it. See, can I tell you something? If I don't care about my own feelings, I can't care about yours. See, you will stop. See, some people will manipulate you into doing something with your money God ain't told you to do. And you need to understand, if God telling me to do something with my money I don't want to do, I can't worry about your feelings. If I can't worry about my feelings, I sure not going to worry about yours. Let's go. See, let me get out of here. God is not inspired by our wealth. First of all, he gave it to us anyway. He's inspired by our response to his word and commitment of our life to him. He has provided everything necessary for you to accomplish what he called you to do. Your situation might be incredibly tough that you would say, it would take a miracle for me to get out of this mess. Let me introduce you to the author of miracles, Jesus Christ. Man does not live by bread alone. Woman does not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded by the mouth of the Father. God has worked countless miracles in my life and brought me out of some difficult stuff. But if, I, if, if you can't believe it, I believe it for you. 
When I decreed and declared before we even got into this series, I decreed and declared a blessing over your life because I'm your passing, I'm your covering. And I said, I believe that God is going to give you a good measure blessing, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. I decreed and declared that the locust and every canker worm that comes against your finances will be destroyed. I began to pray and plead the blood of Jesus that you began to understand what God wants you to do with your money, what, with his money. I, I, I began to plead the blood over you that God would walk you into the vision he has for you and you find your purpose because you keep trying to find money but if you find your purpose you'll find money baby because if you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness all these things will be added unto you come on baby you gotta tell them you come on tell I tell you something about Barbie doll remember you get the Barbie doll the Barbie doll just adds on to what was already with Barbie Barbie be living all by herself in her mama house then all of a sudden Barbie gotta go get a job so you get Barbie a briefcase right and then you get another add on you get Barbie a Barbie house and then when she get a house she by herself then she go get Ken then she say Ken baby you gotta go get a job cause you can't be living in here with me not making no money in fact you need to put a ring on it Ken Ken go get a ring add it on Ken go get a car and get a job and it adds on to the original Barbie Barbie makes more money off the accessories than Barbie makes on the original doll God has some add-ons to you. If you seek his purpose, if you seek what it is he wants you to do, he'll add on. He'll add on. Do what he wants you to do. He'll add your real estate. Do what he wants you to do. He'll add your dance. Do what he wants you to do. He'll add your small business. He'll add on to everything you have. Whatever you call to do, do it. Don't chase money. Chase God. And money will chase you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. See, this is what I like about it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all. See, y'all have missed it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all. All. These things will be added unto you. Your husband, your wife, your car, your house, your healing, your children, your promotion, your money, your blessing, your deliverance, your breakthrough, your opportunity, your connection. Hey! Oh! He don't say some. He say all. All these things. I ain't got to look for the blessing. It'll be added. I pastor. My real estate was added. I pastor. My board of review job was added. I passed her. My planning commission position was added. I didn't look for it. He added it. I didn't fill out an application. He added it. You know why? Because when you do what he tells you to do, he'll give you a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Hey! And I, 
I like the pressed over part because that means he take up the gaps so you can pour it in there. But if you don't shake it up, it might be some air holes in it. If you don't shake it up, it might not get all that could fit in there. And then after he shake it up and get all the cracks filled and get all the crannies filled. And then he says, and I shake it up, I'm going to keep on pouring because I want to give you an overflow. Can I tell you? I used to be the saucer, but now I'm the teacup because now I get my blessing from God. Hey! And when I get the overflow, it flows to the saucers in my life. I want to talk to some saucers right now. I want to talk to some saucers. I want to talk to some placeholders. <laughs> I want to talk to the saucers who begin to overflow from me and other people in your life. When you start doing what God tells you to do, you will stop being a saucer and getting the overflow. Oh, y'all don't hear me? You will become the overflow because God will give you a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Hey, I am the overflow. I am the overflow. I am the overflow. Yes, I want my overflow, but I am the overflow. Can, can I tell you something? And I, I know y'all ready to go. I'm sorry. I, 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 but, but can I tell you something? God let us borrow his name. He already said we can do great exploits in Jesus' name. He already said we will literally see God. But what did he tell Moses to say when he went? I am. I am. And he said, go tell Pharaoh, I am. Y'all don't hear me. He said, go tell Pharaoh, I am sent you. But now, I am don't go. Not the big I am. Now I borrow Jesus' name. And anything I say, in Jesus' name I go. So tell the devil, I am coming. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. Tell the devil, not I am, but I am. You are. I am coming to get my blessings. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. The big I am gives the little I am the power to do all things, not some things, all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh, I'm going to be quiet. See, 8 o'clock, you to take my energy, but I ain't preach 8 o'clock. I'm going to go on and sit down. We ain't in overtime. 
I need you. I need you. I need you to believe in your overflow. That God wants to give you an overflow. See, see, some of y'all just want this just enough. Can I tell you something? What you should learn in the pandemic is that just enough don't work. Cause if just enough work, when they closed the stores and we couldn't go, well, they ain't never really do that. They say they did, but when they shut our job down and we didn't have a check coming, we needed an overflow. God wants to give you an abundance. Some of y'all out there say, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. Well, that's the only way you really can be comfortable. I don't go shopping all of it. What I do, I don't look at prices. Half the time I don't even know why they got it. be like, man, you got a Gucci shirt on. For real? I, don't, I swear I don't be doing what I be having on. I just buy it because it look good. <laughs> Sometimes somebody be like, somebody told me, what are those? And they were some, some little cheap shoe. I didn't care. That's what I wanted. You understand? Because I don't let the stuff define me. Right? Oh. See, you can't let the suit make you. You got to make the suit. Right? Don't let things own you and control you. God wants you to be blessed, and he wants you to look good because you make him look good. Right? I, 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 I wear certain things because I know sometimes I got to wear certain things to pull young folk in. Sometimes I got to watch her to bring old school in. But I'm like, you know what? Y'all going to come anyway. <laughs> they might complain, Pastor, don't be wearing no tie no more. But you still here. <laughs> mean as I don't know what, but you here. You be all right. You going to go to heaven. And you... I hope not, fam. But seriously, God wants to bless you and give you an abundance. But you need to walk in expectations. Believe it that he wants to give you an abundance. I'm done because I'm going to preach next week about money again. It's our last one. We're going to talk about a miracle. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about a miracle of how God did something with a little. So you keep wondering, you keep waiting on the big blessing. But if you're faithful over a few things, he'll make you ruler over many things. You keep trying to get that next job, but if you just faithful over this job, here, give you the next one. I told you, I ain't filled out an application since 1997. I feel out after they told me to, but I ain't, when, I do, when you do a job well, they'll come get you. They'll come get you. Why? Because he's going to add on. 